The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Rivers Casino. And let's bring in a very special guest, a former eight-year Eagle. Knows all about playing in the playoffs with the birds. Jason Avant, good to see you. Good to see you wearing that Michigan hat there. Yeah. How you doing, John? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for my boys. No, Nothing can get me down because we won. <laughs> That's on the natty. Yes, sir. Oh, he's got everything rocking. <laughs> How long are you going to wear the hat and shirt for? Is this like a week thing or two weeks? I, I always wear it anyway, so it, it'll be on for the rest of the year for sure. Well, you deserve <laughs> it, man. Congrats. And of course, here in Philly, Jason, you're around it all the time. What are you sensing as far as this Eagles team going down to Tampa Bay? Which team do you think we're going to see? The 10-1 and one Eagles or the team that lost 5-6 to six to end the regular season? Well, the 10-1 and one Eagles was was a very lucky team. So either one of those teams that show up in Tampa has to play a lot better in order to win playoff football. These are the best teams that are that the NFL has to offer. And a lot of times these teams don't beat themselves. They're not going to make dumb mistakes, maybe in this first round. But for the most part, these teams are going to be assignment pure. They're going to be mistake free. They're not going to turn over the ball. And um, they're not going to – and this defense is extremely, extremely good. So um, I'm hoping we'll see the 10-1. and one, But, again, I don't know if that team is good enough to win a playoff football game. Really? Even the 10-1 and one version of the Eagles? I mean, they play one of their best games in Tampa Bay in September. If we see that version again in Tampa Bay, do you think they win? Well, that version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have evolved as well. This this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is scoring more points. They figure out a way to get Mike um, Evans the ball. Um, Trey Palmer's coming along as as well as um, Godwin being healthy, right? So it's a different version. And Baker Mayfield is stepping up in the pocket and playing much better football. Um, threw for over 4,000 yards this year. So um, a, a lot better version of Baker Mayfield is coming in. So I believe that. Um, the that ten and one team still was one of the worst teams in the league when it came to stop passing um, passing defense. So with that being said, they're still going to struggle going down to Tampa if the ten and one version shows up or the last um, the last few games. So there's just a bunch of holes in the defense. There's a bunch of holes in the defense, and Jalen has to play a lot better as well. So, so yeah, that's a big question because Jalen, you saw what happened with his finger on Sunday dislocated and he said it hurt worse the day after. Uh, it looks like he's attempting to throw the ball at practice for the first time since then. Do you think Jalen will be 80%, 90%? Where do you think he'll be? I definitely think Jalen will be able to play that. That injury is more of a toradol injury, right? So you you get a toradol shot, you'll be just fine in time for the game. It may hurt throughout the week throwing the ball and you have to be able to get over it. That's a pain tolerance in, injury. And most of the time, those injuries don't prohibit you from playing um, in the game. So I believe that he will play. 
so that's it. It's all about his pain tolerance with that injury. Now you, uh, being I've a- done it. You can look at my fingers. Look at these fingers. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you done that on each end? Especially who threw the hardest ball that maybe uh, hurt your fingers? Well, I've always had hard throwing quarterbacks. I had Donovan. I had Cam Newton. I have, I have Michael Vick. Um, Chad Henney can throw a blazer. So I always had hard throwing quarterbacks. But most of these are Donovan. <laughs> most of them are Donovan, huh? On low passes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought you would have said Michael Vick just because that thing just whistles right in there. And it can be, especially in the cold weather. Well, Mike learned how to take something off of his ball once he got to Philly. So if he were, you know, if it was the Michael Vick of Atlanta, it would be totally different. He almost (laughs) ended Roddy White's career um, throwing those blazers down there. (laughs) That is amazing, though, if you think about it, especially you guys in cold weather trying to catch those footballs with the zip on it sometimes. Um, yeah, well, just think about what the Dolphins got to do at Arrowhead this week, playing a negative five. They're, they they don't have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so you have gone into the playoffs on some different Eagles teams in different situations. Yeah. And the guys today in the locker room when I was there, they talked about seeing more of a sense of urgency and that they can flip a switch and, and get back to being the team that they were. Do you think that that is possible to flip the switch? There's no such thing as flipping switches in the National Football League. There's no, they're like, you're playing this game for millions of dollars. You're playing this game for legacy. You're playing this game in front of fans against the best people in the world. And if you don't think that's motivation enough to go out and play well, you're not just flipping a switch and and turning it on. It just doesn't happen like that. It would be so disrespectful to the game for the people that, quote unquote, think they can flip turn on the switch now will i say this can they come out and play better yeah i'm pretty sure they can but it's kind of hard to erase all of those mistakes in one outing so they're going to have to build upon this they're going to get incrementally better throughout the playoffs if they win this first game and that's the attention to detail maybe they can get some guys back maybe they can figure out some some you know continuity in the back end of the defense right now they're doing things that it's a little bit of the side it's a little bit of patricia it's no continuity you have have Nolan Smith, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat backing out in coverage, doing things that they don't supposed to do, but that's what you do in a Patricia defense, but they hadn't did it in Desai's defense. So there's a bunch of things that are going on, and I'm sure that they're not happy with their role. There's a bunch of stuff that's happening, and it doesn't look like this team will be able to recover. I'm sorry to be negative, Nancy. I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy. I'm just saying that I want the team to win, but I can't turn a blind eye like they're all of a sudden just going to make something happen happen this time. I just can't say that. So, so I get it. I get what you're saying. And, and and I heard Dallas Goddard when he said that when they clinched the playoff spot six weeks ago, it was almost like they were just waiting for the playoffs to come. Now, I've seen that in baseball, like when the Phillies clinched under Charlie Manuel, they clinched too early and they just kind of shut it down for a couple of weeks. But football, football's different and it's a physical game built on emotion. So do you buy any of that, that, that once they clinched a playoff spot, it was just cruise control? <laughs> No, that's just, no, that's that's not no. I, I don't buy it at all. You're going out there and trying to win, and 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 the team hadn't been good enough to win. Do they? Can they win? Yeah, it's the National Football League. They've gotten beat this year by the Giants. They've gotten beat this year by the Seattle Seahawks. They've gotten beaten this year by a bunch of teams that they shouldn't have lost to. 
right? So the, the the Cardinals, the Jets, they've lost. So the Eagles can be that team. So you can you can play good for a week. Can you consistently do it? Hopefully they can play good, but don't. I I just I just refuse to believe. So basically, you're telling me that you're sandbagging the whole time. Is that acceptable in Philadelphia? I mean, I mean, Ocho Cinco threw it out there. I don't know why he threw it out there, but he said they're playing possum. I mean, yeah, no, no, that's not that's not like you 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 don't you can't play possum in the city of Philadelphia because there's nothing comfortable about going out to dinner and having a dude named John telling you how you should play better, or you you can't go to the post office without the dude at the post office. Man, what's going on with Sirianni? Man, you just fire Brian John. Like you don't you don't want to lose here. It's not the city to just play possum in. So <laughs> so so I, I agree with you. Um, I'm just trying to find a couple of reasonable explanations, but let me, let me ask you this. What is it that the Eagles can get back to doing that they can hang their hat on an identity? Cause they've lost their identity in this. What can they do traveling on the road to Tampa Bay to win this game? Like what can they just count on? Get what back can to they count doing? On? I think the only thing that the Eagles can count on right now is that the offensive line can block and we can run the football. If we commit to it, we can run the football. The other thing I think that you can control, I don't necessarily know if you can, can rely on it, but is not turning the football over. Give yourselves a fighting chance, right? So, and those two things are, are on offense. I don't think that we can count on our defensive line to get home right now. I don't think we can count on our secondary to cover, but I believe that if we can at least play mistake free on that end, meaning that if I have inside leverage, I don't allow the guy to catch the ball inside of me. If I have outside leverage, I don't have the guy allow the ball to you know go outside of me. If I'm keeping contained, I'm not going to let the ball go outside of me. These simple things, right? So it gives you a fighting chance. Maybe you can't hold them to you know 16 points but you can hold them to 25 points because you're at least making them beat you and not you beat yourselves so and less penalties and those types of things i'm not saying that you're just going to automatically start to cover people but you're at least can go into the game say you know what if it's cover three nobody's going to run down the middle of this defense or if it's cover two nobody's going to be able to you know um throw the ball over you know on the edges, like you, you can you can eliminate certain things. So I would just say, do that, and it gives you the best chance. You be assignment pure. You play your best football without making mistakes, and then you'll have a shot. Well, look, we always love your breakdowns here uh, at NBC Sports Philadelphia on Birds Huddle, and you're on Inside the Birds, and and you do great breakdowns. When when you see the talent level of this Eagles team, and you see most of the guys back on offense, what is it then? Is the issue? Do you think there's a disconnect between the coaching and the players going out there on the field with maybe a lack of belief in the coaching? Is there a disconnect somewhere? Um, do I think that there? I, I would be speculating. Um, let me let me say this: is that most of these games, as the fans, the fans, you know, want to fire Brian Johnson tomorrow. This last game, I would say, okay, that's Brian Johnson. The game, the the game versus the Giants, you know, for sure, Brian Johnson. Um, because I don't, I don't think that Jalen or the team was prepared for blitz situations when it comes to play calling, adjustments, and or anticipation. So when you consider those things, that's the offensive coordinator. So let's say the card, uh, the um, not the Cardinals game, but the Giants game is the offense coordinator. Most of these games have been the players. 
Most of these games have been the players. It wasn't Brian Johnson that dropped the critical third down pass and Devontae Smith did that. Jalen Hurts hasn't played well pretty much most of the season when it comes to just reading the defense. I don't know why, because he's did it. At, he's done it at a high level the last year, and I've watched him make every throw under the sun. But this year, for some reason, he just cannot see it. He doesn't anticipate, and his eyes come down when the blitz is coming. Like he is trying to scramble out of the pressure rather than anticipating where it's coming from and understanding pre-snap that my outlet is here. So if I see it coming, I'm going to get it out before they get to me rather than me trying to scramble around to the right. Another thing too, he just refuses to step up in the pocket when the pocket's clean. I don't know why, but he isn't doing it. And so a large part of this is on Jalen Hurts and the offense not being able to execute. There's plays that I see guys open. Let's say for Cardinals game, four out of the seven offensive possessions, they scored. The other two possessions, right? One was the interception at the end. So that's one possession. The other two possessions were player led mistakes, right? And even on the field goal that everybody talked about, Brian Johnson, you know, called a bad game plan. DeAndre Swift bounced the play outside that got Jordan Malata a holding penalty, which set the, which destroyed the whole drive anyway. So when you consider all of these things, it's mostly the players. Yes, can the coaching be better? I'm sure. But if I'm looking at tape and I see open people and I see running lanes there, I'm going to say it's the players. It's interesting when you were talking about the blitz and – diagnosing it and having an answer for it. And obviously you're going down to Tampa Bay facing Todd Bowles, who blitzes the third most in the NFL. Do you think it helps the Eagles that they just faced Wink Martindale and all the blitzing that he does that they've got to be on high alert now? They have to understand because of how badly they played against the blitz that this is like number one on their list to clean up. Well, I'm sure that they knew it. They knew it versus Wink, though, because Wink did it the same time, same thing the first game. Like he 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 delayed it. He waited until the third series, the first time they played the Giants. But I don't think that it's going to be a surprise that oh, Tybo is going to come out every time the Eagles have played Tybo. He's come after him, and he's come after him with the same look. They're going to do a double A gap show. That's what they do. They put both the linebackers, Devin White and, and David, right in the A gaps, and they figure out a way to confuse the protection. Either they'll drop out of it, and or they'll come. And if we don't have the the guys to pick it up and or a, a, a nice game plan for it. And I'm going to tell you this, it won't be just wide receiver screens because our dudes cannot block out there. So you got to come up with something else. Maybe it's slant routes. Maybe it's an outcut. Maybe it's moving the pocket, having them sprint out and do sprint right option. That is the little, you know, two or three yard out route from the slot that I used to do all the time on critical third downs. Yeah, that's a play that you can do, right? So just to get the ball in someone's hand. So there's multiple things that you can do, but you can can't you you know that they're going to blitz you it's all about having an outlet on each one of these throws and if Jalen knows that and even if he does know that can he be willing enough to take a hit and deliver the ball rather than trying to run out of run out of there yeah and it's interesting because Dallas Goddard this week on WIP he said that on most of the blitzes they had the answer but it was the issue of diagnosing it or reading it so was that quarterback, offensive line? What is best, that? Best quarterback. I, but what do you mean? Like, I, I don't I, – the one person I trust on that team more than anybody because I've been in the meeting room with him 
as a coach and as a player, there ain't a player in this league that I trust more than Jace Kelsey. I know he he basically fights for the protections that he likes with style to let him know this is how we're going to pick it up. So if there's somebody that's going to know where the blitz is coming from and know where he's hot, it's going to be Jason, it's going to be Jason Kelsey. So now that information and 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 Jalen being able to, to discern that. And knowing when the blitz is picked up, there's times where it looks like there's a free runner, but the offensive line has picked it up. And Jalen is looking at the blitz and running when he shouldn't. There's time. That happened a lot in the Seattle game. Happened a whole bunch. Yeah. So, so, so. So he has to play better. What, what, what I'll say this is that he has the ability to. Jalen has the ability to. Is it that he doesn't trust the play calling or the, or, or, or the coordinator? Is it that, you know, He's uncomfortable because here's another thing, teams, the teams that figured it out. If you guys actually watch, watch it, um, you know, kind of in depth, most teams have figured out their defensive end are rushing inside. So they're trying to collapse the pocket and make it, you know, tight on them because they realize that if you get bodies in front of him, he's going to want to escape. And that's what people are doing. They're not rushing around the edge. They're rushing inside. They're doing stunts where they get their guys inside now so he can his eyes can come down. And Jalen hadn't adjusted to it yet. Something that he didn't see last year, but that's definitely the things that's happening. So when you're looking at this game, then the issue with Jalen's finger, the blitz issues that they've had, and you had the uh, the blueprint of rushing 40 times for over 200 yards, DeAndre Swift's last 100-yard game down in Tampa Bay. Do you think, like you said, lean on this offensive line and establish the run in this game and try to run it down Tampa Bay's throats. Do you think that is the best game plan? I think that's the only game plan, especially when you consider an A.J. Brown having a significant or if it's significant knee injury, right? So if you consider that, that's the only game plan you have. You want to throw the ball a bunch of times down the field of Quez Watkins or, you know, older Julio Jones and Devontae Smith can can sustain against these guys, but they got good players. It's not going to be totally easy. So I think that you have to rely on um, the run game and your tight ends. And I wish Jalen was seeing the field better because one of the products of not seeing the field well is that you usually abandon where the most bodies are and where's the easiest to throw. So over the middle is where you can actually hurt the defense. But if you if you don't trust what you're seeing, you're going to go to the one-on-one route outside, which he's been doing most of the year. His numbers were up last year going over the middle because he was seeing the defense extremely well. This year, he isn't seeing the defense. Therefore, he's avoiding the middle of the field at all costs and just throwing individual routes outside. Hey, celebrity cook Steve Martirano is bringing his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly, where it started. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. So make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. I've been to the one in Fort Lauderdale. I'm glad it's back in Philly. So that's very, very interesting. Would you agree, though, that the biggest issue with the team right now is the defense and not being able to stop anybody? Um, I would say I would say that that the biggest issue would be the defense. And then second, it would be Jalen Hurts this year. I would say it's the, it's the defense, the defense for sure, because you got to be good at something right now. Right now, our, what, what teams have figured out defensively um, against or offensively against our defense they figured out that our ends could be blocked by tight ends. 
if your ends dominate the tight end matchup, now it's harder for a team to double team your interior guys. But now you see the pin pools where they're double teaming the guy and they're they're doing stuff because tight ends can go one on one with defensive ends. So, so that should be a mismatch. Yeah, that should be a mismatch every time. But yeah. it's, it, we've been losing the battle of the tight ends. And if you lose the battle of the tight ends, you're going to get defeated in the run game because they can double team Jordan Davis. They can double team Jalen Carter and Sweat. So I then mean, and and cops. Uh, so so then with that great observation by you is that the biggest surprise about this team is that they're not getting the pass rush from the ends the edge rushers yeah it's and 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 i think it's i think it's like kind of a, a war like of attrition in 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 the sense they can't get off the field so they're tired they're tired and so i think it's a bunch of things that that are going on but they're playing they they are playing way more snaps than they did last year and 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 that's not a good recipe for older Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and some of the guys that are rotational players. They're just not a and, and over and an overweight Jordan Davis is just not is not a is not a great game plan. So he's starting to get tired and he's standing up. And I just think that if you can't get off the field, it's tough. And and I'm surprised that they're not getting as many sacks. But for some reason, I don't know if it's film or whatever it may be. Um, but when you can run the ball on a team, you can block them with tight ends and stuff like that. The other team's confidence go up too. when you can run the ball, their confidence goes up in pass protection. So I don't know exactly what it is when it comes to pass rush and why they're not getting as much sack. It looks like sweat is hurt, but I don't necessarily know. Yeah. I mean, Josh sweat hasn't had a ha- sack in seven games. Hassan Reddick. It looks like he's hurt, but yeah. I, like I said, he always had a limp in his, in his, in his, like in his gait, but it looks like he's, he's hobbled a little bit. That's what it looks like to me. So, so is this kind of what happens to the Eagles defense last year? They had the 70 sacks and that can cover up some stuff in the secondary, but when you don't get the pass rush, this is what happens with the secondary. Oh, 100%. Um, there is, there's, let's think about it. We address things this off season that, um, we try, we tried to bring back Bradbury. We tried to, you know, we did bring back Bradbury and, uh, Slay. we got, we got both of them back and, Here's the thing. I feel bad for James Bradbury. This is why. Because James Bradbury is a good player. He's just not being used at his most effective way. And I believe that he was drafted to be in more of a zone defense where you could put cover two hands on or cover four. You have a really good pass rush. You can kind of anticipate throws and jump routes and just not get beat deep. That was That's his game. He's not a corn. He's not Darrell Revis and Antonio Cromartie out there playing against the Jets. It's not. It's not Gilmore and Revis. It's not one of those things. Malcolm Butler and Revis. It's not that where you can go out and just play high dosages of man. And so I believe that he's being used out of position along with a lot of these other guys that are undrafted and or late round picks or like a guy named Bradley Roby that's been on everybody's couch. So when you think about all this stuff, they're being asked to do things that they're just not built for. And the people that you're paying money to, which is your defensive line, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, 
um, Hassan Reddick, Sweat, all of these guys have gotten paid. You spend two first round picks on Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. They should be the ones upholding the defense, not necessarily the secondary players, because the most money has been spent on a defensive line. And they're being asked to do things that they're just not good at. Blankenship wasn't expected to be a guy that's out there covering guys, but he's been forced into that situation. So um, the secondary is being exposed because of a lack of a pass rush, but they definitely um, would not be exposed to this extent if they did have one. And it's easy to cover up one guy, but they're, they're, everybody's vulnerable now and because uh, you have five seconds to throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now so let me ask, a lot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah now <laughs> let me ask you, when you see Mike Evans lining up in the slot in this game, which we have seen before, especially against the Eagles, who is going to defend and cover Mike Evans in the slot? Uh, if Slay's back, that's the only matchup that we have. Slay's the only person on our team that can, that can cover right now. It's just the truth. And uh, if it's not Slay covering him, he's going to have a lot of yards. And even with Slay, he's going to get catches. But it, he, he'll be, you know, limited at, to some extent. But we, we don't have an answer for him. The only answer that we have for him is to get past Rush and or Baker Mayfield um, is forced to elevate throws. The game plan for the defense should be this. Let's hang our hat on stopping Rashad White. Because if we can hang our hat on stopping Rashad White, it's better for us to have Baker Mayfield throwing the ball 40 times rather than Rashad White um, running the ball for 30 times, right? So, or them running the ball 40 times. So let's just figure out a way to stop the run. I would say that's the main issue. And I believe that Baker Mayfield, even though he's playing better, will have a better tendency to throw the ball to you if he's throwing the ball 40 times. And, that, and that's, that would be my game plan. Yeah. Yeah. And when you watch the film, I mean, it seems like Baker loves to get it to his first read, but if there's the issue, you can't get the ball to your first read. Maybe he starts to, to get out of the pocket a little bit. And do you think that plays into the Eagles hands? If they can jam the receivers a little bit or get them off rhythm a little bit, then yeah. Baker kind of gets back to maybe the old Baker. Well, you got to put the only way that Baker will go back to the old Baker is if we get people in his face. He's actually doing a great job of stepping up in the pocket. And, and I must say that he's getting to a second and third. He is. I, I will. I, I would tell you something that I can't tell you something that the film doesn't show. Um, and but what makes him ordinary at times is when pass rush comes. That's always been his kryptonite. He's not the biggest guy. So if you get bodies in his face, it's hard for him to deliver the ball. And it's the same thing with most quarterbacks, but we have to get generate some pass rush. But if we can stop the run, what it does is, is that because we can stop the run, now we can anticipate the pass. And now our linebackers can play at a depth further down the field, which makes Baker be perfect. And that's where you can get him. He has to elevate throws and be pinpoint accurate. And that's where we can make some hay. Well, okay. So how much confidence do you think you have in that happening? That the Eagles defense uh, can figure out a way to stop the run. Yeah. I think that, I think that the Eagles can figure out a way to stop the run. I just think that it's going to take our defensive ends playing more aggressively and playing their their role and not just getting to the passer. They got to be able to keep contained, even when they're in a coverage position. If they're in a contained um, coverage position, you got to get up the field and make turn the ball back inside and also just get off the one-on-one -on -one blocks. And and I know that defensive ends can be tight ends. That's like the order. Though It's like that. Like there are certain positions that are expected to beat the other. Like linebackers are expected to beat running backs when it comes to pass blocking. That they, like they're expected to do that. The defensive end is expected to beat the tight end. 
safeties are expected to be receivers, right? That those are things that 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 are supposed to happen. If you don't get them done, you, you're you're you know you're not doing your job. I got an interesting question for you about Philly and the fans because obviously right now the fans are down on this team losing five or six. Yeah. If there was a home playoff game, and we talked with Darius Slay in the locker room about this, he said maybe it's good we're going on the road because. They're quick to boo here. So let's say the Eagles went three and out. Defense gives up a touchdown. The Eagles get down. If they were at home, the boos would start to come. Do you think it is better for them to hit the road at this point with how much they've struggled? They play better on the road under Sirianni. So I, so I, so I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that it's easier to play one less game. How many They squandered their opportunity at the number one seed three times. Right. So do I think it's easier to play one less game and to get rest, especially when you're battered and beat up and also you're dealing with defensive scheme changes? Yeah, but they do play better on the road. And and, and if that's their thought process, they're going to tell you anything that you want to hear right now to give you some hope. So if that's what they need to do, all I, all I say is this, just get it done. Get it done. You can go down there. This Buccaneers team is very beatable, very beatable team. Um, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs if they're in the other division. But they're a very beatable team. So with that being said, but but you are a very beatable team. So you got to come out and play better. <laughs> Is this the best matchup that the Eagles could have gotten in the NFC in this first round? As opposed to playing like the Packers or the Rams or something at home? Yeah. 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 I would say this is the best matchup the Eagles could have had. And I think this is realistically the only game that that I can, and just to be honest, I can see them winning. So that's just the truth. <laughs> hey, that's what we look for, honesty. I'm just keeping it a book. I'm just keeping it a book. I want our team to win, but, you know, I just can't, I can't say, hey, man, they're playing great. They're not. I feel you. I feel you. And, 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 and there's, and there's and there's things that you don't see from a Philadelphia Eagles football team. Whenever you have whenever you have players and people that know the game questioning how tough you are, that's not that's not a good sign. Physicality. Yeah. Yep. And fight. Well, they're gonna need they're gonna need more than physicality and fight. But on defense, you definitely need to be tougher. Yeah, that, that's like. Being fast and tough is pretty much the 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 crux of of a defense because there's a point in football where you can't go around. And in life, if I'm walking down the street and you're walking um, opposite me or coming toward me, I can move out of the way because that's life. I have to be cordial. In football, there's no walking around. You have to go through because there's a ball carrier behind. And if you go around, you miss the ball carrier. So you have to go through people. And that's the nature of this game. All right. I'm getting fired up by you now. <laughs> now, Jason, would it cause the defense to play with less physicality and less – you can't play as fast if, if there's too much change with the defense, too much adjusting, too much thinking of where I'm supposed to be, and it's a, a different deal with the change in the play caller? Like, can that cause some of these issues? This maybe, but this this is the most vanilla defense that you can play. Even before Patricia, this defense is not hard to, to, to figure out, to debunk. It's not. It's cover three, cover four, cover two, and man to man. 
It's no, it's not, not much blitzing. We're toward the bottom of the league in blitzing. It's not hard. This is not hard defense at all. There's nothing hard about this. It's not, that's the, that's the most perplexing part of this is that we have breakdowns, mental breakdowns and errors on the simplest coverages that we've been playing since we've learned how defenses worked in high school. Hmm. Hmm. Well, <laughs> we're not getting any more positive here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just telling you the truth. I feel you. I, I, I love the honesty well. and the truth. Um, <laughs> but before I let you go, I mean, AJ Brown, obviously that is the biggest deal. If Jalen Hurts is going to play, which he basically, it seems like he's going to play, but AJ Brown, I mean, you being a former receiver, when you hear that he either has a sprained MCL, a sprained knee, hyperextended knee, how difficult is that to play one week later? Both of those injuries are tough. Like this is not an injury like Jalen's where it's pain tolerance injury. Um, this here is could, could cause more structural damage. Playing on a hyperextended knee could limit your range of motions, which makes you uh, ineffective in the future um, when it comes to knee flexion. Like say when your knee can't bend and because you're putting too much pressure on it, you can't stop the same, you can't start the same, all those things. Right. So because your gait is higher now because your knee won't flex. I know this from experience. Um, that's why I'm saying it like this. And also, um, if it's a if it's an MCL or something like that, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be, you know, dangerous as well, because you don't want it to to, you know, tear completely. So it's a very dangerous situation. And he's not out of practice on Thursday. So. I guess that is leaving everything up in the air as far as him being able to play. Yeah, it definitely is. And we'll see. Um, like I said, this is a game that they can win, even if A.J. Brown doesn't play as long as they had Devontae Smith. Wow. Okay. Now you you got the Eagles. No, I, 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 said, I, I said that this is a winnable game. I'm just saying that I don't believe that they that they've played good enough for us to believe that they can play well. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you, so if you're picking the game, who would you pick to win the game? I'll probably pick the Buccaneers if I'm picking the game. Oh, all right. Just telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, man. You're real. I love it. And and you got your Michigan natty this week. So you're on cloud nine. I'm on, I'm on cloud nine. I'm on cloud nine for that, for that reason. But I want our team to play better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is not going the way anyone would have thought. It's it's one of the worst collapses we've ever seen a 10 and one team have ever. Yeah. Ever. ever. Yeah. Shocking. Whew. All right. Way to leave on a great note. Nah, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, John. Thanks for having me, buddy. Jason, thank you so much. And we, we really enjoy your work on NBC Sports Philadelphia Birds Huddle, the breakdowns you do, and you're on Inside the Birds. Um, so continued success in, in all the things you're doing. I appreciate that, John. Thank you, buddy. Great, Jason. Thank you very much, man. All right.